Hey guys, this is Mary Zarnecki with this week's episode of Sticky Note Marketing, your cheat sheet guide to actionable tips to take in your business to get more of you in front of the people who need you most. And I'm super excited this week because I have a special guest on the podcast. Uh, Melissa Bird is here. And Melissa is a life coach, author, fiery public speaker. And Dr. Bird creates the genesis for a new brand of leadership and graceful revolution. I can't wait to hear more about that. But her words basically awaken revolutionaries, trailblazers, and powerful innovators in the quest for justice. When she's not building her public speaking business, she can be found reading trashy novels, drinking fine whiskey, gotta love that, uh, playing mom to three delicious humans, and loving her punk rock scientist, James Thomas Kelly. Welcome, Melissa, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. No, I'm so excited for you to join us. So um, we have a lot of different people in our audience. We've got some professionals who are working on growing their personal brands and advancing their careers. We have some professionals who are moving their expertise over to starting their own businesses. And then we've also got some people that are already experienced business owners and entrepreneurs. And I, I cannot wait for them to hear more from you. So Tell us a little bit about how you ended up where you are now. Where was, where did it all occur for you? Well, so I was, um, as a classic person with imposter syndrome, I was getting a PhD. Um, I love it. <laughs> and I was finishing my PhD back in 2017. And I really, really, I got the PhD because of my big dream of being the global ambassador for women's issues in the State Department which the position doesn't even exist anymore, but I really wanted to be that person. And so you have to have a doctorate to become that person. And so I went to get my PhD for many reasons, but mostly that. And I just really didn't want to go into academia. I have a master's degree in social work. My PhD is in social work. And so I have a lot, my whole background was in advocacy and speaking up for people who weren't visible in their communities. And so in 2017, I was finishing my PhD and I went on a retreat to Scotland on oh my a retreat with my coach, Susan Hyatt, and we went and stayed in a castle for a week in Scotland. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. And while we were there, I had this whole vision for um, create, not just creating my business, but also creating um, space where people could come together in community. And so I had this big vision and I talked to Susan about it while I was there. And she said, well, you need to start coaching. And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, I'm not going back for one more certification in anything. Mm -hmm. And Susan was like, you have a master's degree and a PhD in social work. I'm pretty sure you can coach people. It's going to be okay. And I was like, oh, okay. No more but, paper. No more paper. <laughs> <laughs> I can coach people. That's crazy. So, um, what ended up happening is I started my business and I am a social worker. I am an advocate. I used to be a lobbyist. Like I have a PhD. I can do qualitative research like no other, but running a business. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like I was like, what is a sales funnel? And what is, I, I didn't mind doing the website because I'd had to do my website for my former jobs. Like I knew how to do all that, but it was like this idea of figuring out how to do sales and how to talk about myself. Because I've been working in nonprofits for 20 years and I can raise money like no other. But when it comes to asking for money for me, I was like, what is happening? I have to charge people? This is ridiculous. So I started out way undercharging, way undercharging for my services. And um, 
really just going, what the crap am I doing here? And um, how did I even think I could possibly pull this off? And that first year was just hell. I started out as Bird Girl Industries. Um, and that first year was just really tough. And I almost gave up like 100,000 times. I was like, what am I thinking? This Nobody is going to take me seriously. I wasn't making any damn money, partly because I wasn't asking for money. Right, right, but exactly. I was doing that very typical thing that I think so many women in particular do where they just don't ask for enough. And, um, and then that second year uh, happened and I kind of got in the flow and I started not really caring about what people thought. And one of the things, um, I do a lot of public speaking and a lot of workshops because that's my background. And so one of the things that happened is that I was crying to my coach and I was like, nobody's hiring me. I'm not making any money. I can't feed my kids. Like I was a mess, Mary. <laughs> and <laughs> She said, Missy Bird, build your own stage. Only there were lots of swear words in there. Build your own stage. And I was like, what? And she's like, Facebook Live, baby. Just go do it. And so I started doing Monday Mayhem. And um, can I swear? Oh, yeah, totally. I it up Friday, right? <laughs> and, um, and then and I started going live on Mondays and Fridays every week at noon for 18 months. I, I think I may have missed five Facebook lives in that entire year and a half. I love it. And that was how I built my following. And people started noticing me and I started pitching for podcasts and I started doing all of this visibility stuff, not caring what the outcome was. And then all of a sudden people are calling me and asking to talk to me. And I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> And I have to tell this to people, especially people who are just starting out. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, tell you all this. I just got two new clients literally in the last two months that heard me on podcasts that I recorded almost two years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this, this longevity thing, this is the trick, right? Because everybody mm -hmm. says this when you're an entrepreneur. You got to hold out for like three years, right? And I'm in my third year. I'm starting my third year and I'm like, okay, like I can totally see how that's actually real life right there. But man, the, I think that getting a PhD both prepared me for the gauntlet of entrepreneurship and never prepared me for, for the gauntlet. It's a, the most fascinating thing I've ever done is run a business. And I have to tell you, sitting here today, you know, the end of March of 2020, for those of you that listen to this in the future, mm -hmm. The idea that we are in the middle of a global pandemic and my yeah. business is doing better than it ever has just really shows me how never giving up, totally believing in what I have to offer other people and what I've created and knowing that I am working in service to other people has been the most, I have been affirmed every single day for the last two weeks that we've been in quarantine because I'm working smarter, I'm working harder, and people are coming to me, and, and that visibility and that being live, now I go live on Wednesdays, but, you know, being visible and showing up and giving myself to other people in service to this vision that I have um, has been unbelievable. I love that, and I, I love so many of the things that you said. I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember everything, but <laughs> what, what you said, I guess, 
first about that first year about the undercharging and the the imposter. I know there's a lot of women in this audience listening to this um, either now or you know years from now, and they're in that spot. They're in that space of how could I ask for this? Do I am I really qualified? For this do I need another certification? Even though I've got you know three degrees hanging on my wall already, yeah. you know. What was it that got you out of it? Was it mentorship? What you know? Was it your coach? Was it a combination of things? Well, I will. I think having a coach that's in your corner is critical all the time, no matter what. It doesn't matter what field you're in, no matter what. You have someone who professionally can help walk you through the muck and mire of your life, <laughs> um, because coaching is very future thinking. So you should have a really good therapist and a really good coach. That's like I, I will always say that forever. But I also truly believe that what really got me out of it was having all of this information about how to run a business. I mean, because you can read a million blogs and watch a million videos and read a million books. Taking all that information on board and actually synthesizing it and having that information and then completely surrendering everything. And just knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I am in service to this vision and that I'm serving a purpose in the world that nobody else can do it like me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the key, honestly, yeah. is that we start talking about how we each are here with a purpose and we each have a purpose in this world and we are supposed to be living out that purpose. And if we don't live out that divine assignment that's been given to each one of us individually, we are not living in service to our greater good and mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing in this world. And if you look at anyone who's successful in their careers, in business, anyone you look up to, any mentors, any of those people, you will see that they have surrendered to this idea that they are supposed to be living out their divine assignment. It doesn't matter if, if they are famous or not, if they are really truly doing what they are put here on this earth to do, you know it. You hear a lot about the janitors um, in the schools who are always super inspiring to people. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're there to connect with other human beings and other young people to do that work. Mm-hmm. It's no different than some famous, you know, artist or some famous musician. They are living out their purpose in their world. And it doesn't matter if they're famous musicians or not. If they're doing what they were called here to do, they're living in their divine assignment. I love that. And, we and just don't have to struggle. Well, and the faith you had to just kind of let go and say, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to show up every Monday. I'm going to show up every Friday. I may not see a result from it today. No one may show up on my live, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like you said, that consistency builds the following. It builds the authority. And I think there's such, I think a lot of people I talk to get so down on this whole overnight success and, oh, you can build your business in 60 days or under for no money. And I'm like, I'm just like, it's not. True. That's not real. And, and, and also remember that every single major corporation in the United States of America started out as a small, small business. Oh yeah. The Ford company was not the Ford company of 2020. The Ford company was a little tiny three car factory in the middle of nowhere. Like you got to remember the airline industry wasn't the airline industry. It was, you know, couple of brothers like going you can't no I can't no I can drunk and like arguing with each other like this is not right like (laughs) 
we think that we're that 60 day thing is so troubling to me like i know i can make millions don't worry i got that covered i know i can mm -hmm. but i'm not ready to make that much money right now because i got to clear away some other crap first well that's the thing that's why you see all those stories right of the the overnight millionaires the lottery millionaires and all of a sudden they end up bankrupt and, yep. and broke they're not they're not spiritually, emotionally, like mentally ready for that. So it's almost kind of like we do have to go through those steps and those stages yeah. of evolution to build our own authority, right? Like you said, get rid of our own head trash that's kind of getting us stuck in the way. Exactly. I love that. So when you're working with your people, what, how, do you, how are you working with your clients right now? What kind of, I know you do speaking, but you're also working with people. So t tell us a little bit about the things that come up with you and your clients, your audiences. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and then I do uh, online group coaching and my group coaching is called Rebel School and Love Rebel it. School is a 12-week program for 10 women um, where you get uh, one, three one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and then for those three months, those 12 weeks that we're together, we meet every week online and Rebel School um, is my favorite thing. <laughs> So in Rebel School, we teach, uh, we, women learn how to really tap into their natural born rebel and um, which actually natural born rebel all came out of someone else's vision for me. So my friend Susie called me one day and she said, I don't know where this is coming from, but I just got this divine download that you need to start natural born rebel and trans transition your business and start talking about how we can harness our inner rebel to make good in the world. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and you need to write a book. And I was like, whatever, Susie, <laughs> like I'm on my way to the airport. Cause I'd been teaching a class. Uh -huh. I was flying back home to Oregon and um, I sat on the plane and I was like, natural born rebel, huh? Well, that's interesting. And you know, in a plane, it's like magic. Cause there's nobody, there's no children bothering you. There's <laughs> no partner bothering you yeah. no talking to you. In fact, people are trying not to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm on this plane last year. And she had called me on the way to the airport and I, I was like, write a book, huh? Okay. Because I've been putting off writing a book for years. Even though I've written a bunch of them, I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm sitting on this plane, Mary, and all of a sudden I just start writing. And I, I wrote it. a 20 page book on an airplane. I love it. I was like, blah, 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 it all came out, right? And so it's this, when I'm working with my clients and I'm talking to my clients, it's all about the thing that comes quickly. It's not mm. the thing you struggle up against. When we resist stuff, it persists. And the more, if it feels good and it's easy and it makes you excited and passionate and you get like you, the inflection in your voice gets exciting, that's your jam. Like that's your thing. And so when I'm working with my clients, I really help them figure out what their passion is and how to really get that voice in your head, that ego, that good girl, that that imposter syndrome that says there's no way in hell you can do this. Like how you learning how to manage that so that you can really take the leap and jump into that thing that is at its core, your divine assignment. And that thing, that rebellion. And, and for women in particular, you know, the very fact that we exist on this earth and are capable of raising our families and building community and going to work and doing the things that we are all very capable of doing is in and of itself an act of rebellion. Mm -hmm. And I really help women see that it's okay to be both and. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be 
you know, all of the things that we are as multifaceted leaders in business. And I think, or not running a business, but, and supporting other women who are running businesses to figure out that that is the rebellion. It's not James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. Like it's not me back in 1988 with my spandex miniskirts, my rabbit <laughs> hair, smoking cigarettes on school grounds to see if I could get in trouble. It's a joyful act of rebellion, but it, it's not that. It's the, it's our mere success and our mere survival and our mere persistence in actually doing this incredible work, especially if you are a businesswoman. Like we are revolutionizing and innovating the way people think when we engage in business. And that is what we should be doing right now, especially right now. No, and I, I, I can't agree with that more. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just, I think so many times we feel like we have, we can only be successful if it's hard. And so I love the fact that you're like, no, what, what comes easy to you is your gift to give people because it's not easy for everyone. And I think people underestimate that, right? Is that what feels easy and exciting to us could be something totally outside the realm of possibility for someone else. Yep. So not yep. sharing that is just horrible. <laughs> Such a travesty. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So how, how was the experience of writing your book? Because I am fascinated by that, by uh, book writing. So I have written a couple books. Um, I wrote a children's book years ago when I was still doing child therapy stuff and play therapy um, that is out of print. We self-published it and it was really a fun experience and it was for children from all families. So I talked to Christina, my co, she was the artist. She's painted original drawings and, Beautiful. and then I wrote the book and I've talked to her a couple times about bringing it back. We might revive it from the dead. Um, and then I wrote a book for social workers to, to, help them see that there are careers, there are many careers in social work and they don't all have to do with uh, human services or child mm -hmm. protective services or being a clinician because I, a great life coach, really bad clinician, that's me. So the guy can coach like no other, but the rules around clinical work, I honor anyone who can engage in that work because I just can't, it's just not my jam. Right. So, um, I wrote a book for social workers who were looking for careers and other things. And then the book I'm working on right now, and then my natural born rebel book, which is on my website and it's free. So anyone can download it and it's got journal prompts and it was just this download. Like it just happened and like you all can have it. It's all yours. And there's journal prompts in it. And it's really, I love it. And it's funny because my assistant will type out like social media posts for me for, mm -hmm approval and I'm like damn that's amazing who said that and she's like it's from your book and I'm like oh god that's really good like who you like it really was that? a download it's really good it's good um so <laughs> and then the book I'm working on right now is called the graceful revolution and it is about this um idea that came to me in a dream back in 2014 about how, and I wrote it in a note on my phone, like in the middle of the night, and then I pulled it up on my phone and there it was, it was like magic. But the graceful revolution is all about figuring out how we tell the stories, our real stories of our lived experience so that we can change, um, infiltrate the membranes of power so that we can change how people think about making change in our lives and our communities. So it's really about learning how to tell the story of who we are at our very core from a very passionate place and figuring out what that is so that we can change our communities for the better. 
through our lives and our businesses and our work and all that stuff. I love that. I can't wait to read that. Put me on the uh, early release list. <laughs> I'm so happy for this pandemic because now I get, have all this time to write. Well, before we started, we should tell everyone we were going through all the, the silver linings of the pandemic. So I've got new art, you know, yeah. several of our children are learning new skills. So you know, right. there's, there's always a, a good perspective to take, right? Well, but I really feel like we have to take these moments where we think it's got everything, the earth is, you know, this whole idea of the earth is crumbling and, you know, the chicken little sky is falling idea. And while I have those moments pretty much every single day, I also bring in, breathe into the knowledge that this is, this is an opportunity for growth and healing and awareness. And it's an opportunity for all of us to really take everything that we have learned and have time to synthesize that learning and really figure out where we want to be on the other end of this yes. and who we want to be and how we want to present in the world. And I think that there's just huge opportunity. And I think if we could take these moments of absolute uncertainty and just fall into the knowing that this is an opportunity and it doesn't have to be, and people will die and people will get sick. I've been saying this for years, actually, how prophetic. But this idea that people will get hurt and that is a thing. And we're gonna have to live with that. And we also have to figure out how can we walk out of this fire this holy fire that we are going through right now and not be so obsessed with whether or not we're engaging in good self-care and really talk about how we're engaging in soul care instead. So that's my little graceful revolution moment for the day. I love it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and experience with us. I will make sure to, to post links below, but if anyone is listening, wants to, to learn more about you, get in touch with you, what's the best place to find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at bird, B-I-R-D, girl, G-I-R-L, 1001, which is also my birthday, birdgirl1001, and then you can find me at naturalbornrebel.com. And if you want to see my rambunctious side, follow me on Twitter, because I am not the same person on Twitter than I am on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, I love it. You can kind of let different parts of your personality out on different platforms. I am super naughty on Twitter. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, and I'm on LinkedIn too, but mostly on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Twitter's the fun place. <laughs> it's a fun show. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today. I'm so happy that you're here and uh, can't wait to have part two of our discussion sometime yeah. in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>